1: Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to a mini sod
0: of bananas. Hi, I'm Kurt. I am Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. No matter who you are or how you identify or whoever you consensually love, just sit back and relax. Our mini sodes are about you. They're about us. We're always on your side. Uh, Curtie B, what's up? I'm feeling good. It's oh, Friday good. afternoon. Yes. My son is
1: sleeping finally. Yes, huge breakthrough for you. A huge breakthrough. I feel like feel like the creative gates are opened. I'm mm. I'm 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 almost finished on this big project, this big yes. writing project that's been hanging over my head. Oh, that's good. And it feels so good. Yeah. Like, I don't, and like right now, it's like for me, first drafts are just like vomiting. Like, I just vomited onto the page.
0: Get it done. Like,
1: whatever, just it's the every scene is terrible.
0: (laughs) Yes. There's maybe one funny joke
1: in every scene. And then it's like, just, but, but like, get it out there. And then I do not mind sitting and going back and being like, let's make this funnier. Let's make this better.
0: That's the way to do it. That's a smart move. I support you all the way. And it feels. Real good. Well, these mini suds, as y'all know, they're either your stories or your confessions. Uh, confessions are always anonymous stories. We will credit you if you'd like us to. Uh, this is a story right off the top, Kurt. All right, bye. Hey, banana boys, I have a truly unexpected banana story for you. A while back, I was out running errands and needed a snack. I stopped at a gas station and grabbed a banana from their deli section. I set it on the counter in front of the cashier and reached for my purse. As I dug for my wallet, I heard, what is that? I wasn't sure who was talking, so I looked up <laughs> and the cler- and said, huh? And the clerk looked me in the eye, pointed at the banana and said, what is that? <laughs> I blinked and responded, "Uh, it's a banana. He scoffs and say, well, yeah. Like I was the one who just said something batshit crazy. (laughs) We finished the transaction and I went out to my car where I sat there for a minute just processing (laughs) that there's a person who presumably functions in the world, handles money, drives a motor vehicle, and does not know what a banana is. I still think about it every once in a while. And I like to remind myself that no matter how bad things get, at least I know what a banana is.
1: That is such a, it's, to say, well, yeah, afterwards well, is yeah. the f-
0: is the funniest part. Yes. What is that? Oh God, my. I, I was wondering if he was flirting at first, or if he if there's like an inside joke that everybody knows that I w- I couldn't figure out. Like, is that a lame pickup line? But yeah, then scoffing is so yeah. funny. Like the worst nag of all time.
1: That's so, and also when she said she was going into a uh, gas station to get a snack. Oh, yeah. The, 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 I think the funniest snack in any gas station yeah. is the two unpeeled mm-hmm. hard boiled eggs mm. in a plastic bag. Just oh, rub it around, rub oh, it next boy. to each other. And it's like that soft, crinkly plastic. So that, like, the. Oh, and yeah. you could have you left the eggs in their shells. You know yes. what I mean? But I guess that maybe they would get damaged. But the fact that they're unpeeled, so they're just wet, hard-boiled yes. eggs. Yes. rolling around with a little salt-pepper pack in there. Yes.
0: That is by far Well, they have the pickle in a pouch, too. Just uh, like so when somebody needs a whole dill pickle just <laughs> at that moment. Or like, <laughs> I, you know, you have kids. So I always feel like so many things in convenience stores and bodegas and gas stations are just like, here, hand this to my kid. Like, my buddy Van's kids were, like, <laughs> scream crying on the way to school once, and he pulled into a gas station, and he said to me, he's like, stay in the car, and they just bought two honey buns, and then just handed them to the kids, oh, yeah. and drove them to school, and I'm like, the poor teachers that just got these sugar-jacked-up kids that were a nightmare five minutes ago. Yeah,
1: baby. It but is so weird with the sugar stuff, because it is, like, ugh, it is, they, it is such a... Yeah, if if you know when you're training a dog. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and you always have to give it treats and they're like very like treat oriented. Kids are like sweets oriented in a way that is it's honestly disturbing. It's like yes. they are like uh, so we, to sleep train Gus, one of the things we said to him just cuz we were at the end of our rope, we're so exhausted. Yeah, of course. And we're just like you get candy in the morning. If you yeah. stay in your bed all night long, you get candy in the morning. The moment I open the door at 6 a.m., <laughs> he goes, and he has a speech delay. So I, he goes, I did. It. Dandy. <laughs> 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 and then oh. he just runs out into the kitchen, and I'm like, "We've now created like a we've created a monster.
0: We have yeah. created a monster." I like that though, but it's like it's chemistry, right? It's just chemistry. Yeah. It's like it sets off yeah. joy fireworks in his right. little it's just brain. Do- it's just dopamine in the brain. But you know the the
1: the uh, the, the 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 snack the 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 hard boiled egg snack reminds me of a bit that I had back in the day. Oh yeah, which was called a sad snack.
0: Oh, I loved it! Oh, I loved it. <laughs>
1: Where I would, I ha, I would the whole show. I would do an hour long show, and I would in my back pocket have yes. a hard boiled egg in yes. in a plastic bag with a, a salt and pepper shaker in my other pant pockets. Right, and then I would say I'm going to eat the saddest snack and tell Joe and read tweets and read that retweets. No one, liked. no
0: one liked and nobody retweeted. <laughs>
1: Such a funny premise and that I would just eat and say I'll post it one day but I, I I love that. It's a I could renew it because you just change the tweets. You just change the tweets and there it is.
0: Yeah, but it was funny. You did it on House Party New Orleans, but we ended up using another chunk of your stand up, I think. I think Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you used was, the uh, drunk story. Yes, but it was yeah, that was a New Orleans story, yeah, but it exactly. was one of them was just like, you know, a tweet that nobody liked, nobody retweeted and then Kurt would uh, read it. And then dab a little shake of salt on a hard-boiled egg and take a bite and then just read another one until the egg was gone. But one of them was just so simple, like, anybody up? It was, like, so sad. (laughs) Not one friend was either up or was like, I'm not liking that. (laughs) um and that little bananas in the story was sent by emily t and she wanted to shout out her husband ethan they're road trippers who are bananimals and they love listening to us on their drives that is very sweet i love it let's uh, see let's get into another maybe we have a juicy one yeah oh this one's good this one reminded me of a couple things okay uh bananas confession when I was in fourth or fifth grade, my school organized a fundraising competition for whichever class raised the most money won an ice cream party. Little me had a sweet tooth uh, that I have yet to grow out of, speaking mm-hmm. of which. So I really wanted to win, so much so that I temporarily turned to a life of crime. Uh oh! I'd swipe some cash every couple days from my mom's purse. oh. So shit. I- by the end of it, I ended up stealing hundreds of dollars, maybe even what? closer to $1,000.
1: What? For like How, a year or
0: something? I think so. I think it was like at least a whole semester, maybe even close to 1000 However, oh, wow. it wasn't in vain because my class won. The guilt didn't stop <laughs> me from enjoying that sweet ice cream. <laughs> I don't know how my mom didn't notice or how the school didn't get suspicious, but I got away with it. It's totally possible that the blame fell on my other siblings, but I don't recall them being yelled out about missing money. This is the first time I've told anyone about it. Whoa. So my family is still none the wiser. You are anonymous and you're absolved. You, you did are the right absolved. thing are absolved. I love that. I love a
1: thing where you're thinking of like a confession and you've never told anyone. Yes. like that is. Yeah, we, I, we, uh, we do feel honored. Yeah, Do you remember those good. book drives? Did you, did oh, you have book drives? Yeah. Oh, the classic it was like Fair? The Scholastic Fair where you would walk in and you had like $10 and you yeah. could buy like two Garfield books with it.
0: <laughs> yes, Mad Libs. Mad Libs were hot property. If you Mad got a good Libs. Mad Lib
1: going. And, sticker and Gar- books. and I, I, I would buy like one Garfield book and I would buy a Calvin and Hobbes book. I remember mm-hmm. those were like... Because they were the cartoon, like it's literally like it's the basics, basic book reading book.
0: Yeah, we also did those at my school. They would do them around Valentine's Day, so you could buy your Valentine's oh, gifts, weird. which seems so like that seems like something that wouldn't happen anymore because people would get left out. Yeah, but you could buy. You know, little hearts or like really crappy jewelry, like just really shitty plasticky <laughs> jewelry. I had a I had a little girlfriend when I was in like fourth grade. Like gave her oh like little teddy bears. That was the thing. A little teddy bear with a little inflatable heart balloon. I mean, whatever dating is when you're eight years old, yes. it's Which just is- saying I like you, and then the girl chases you. You run around and the girl chases yeah. you, or. Or vice versa. It was and then so you fun. give a gift, and then you give a gift, and you feel crazy. You feel yes. insane, but you don't understand any of it. <laughs> yes. You, something is happening inside of you. you try to satisfy the type of person you're attracted to, and then you run around. Um, yeah. What a great way to be. I remember we had that thing where everybody had to build a little mailbox on their desk, like a little, yeah, little mailbox. Oh, yeah. With like you, a little cardboard, little cardboard yeah. cutout thing, yeah. It's really cute. And then it got to the point, which I think how it is now, is everybody has to give everybody a Valentine. So right. nobody gets left out, which is very fair. Yeah. But then, you know, if you like somebody actually stayed up and cut a red construction heart and then a smaller pink construction heart and glued them together. and like... But there was this one kid who I won't name because I, I hope he's still he's a grown man now. That's why. But he was sort of the weirdo kid in class. He always had chap lips, just always, <laughs> like, would eat the chapstick instead of using it. And like It's like, it tastes like cherries. You're like, yeah, I bet it does. <laughs> but he, the year that we all had to do that, uh, like, probably, again, fourth grade, fifth grade, pretty young. He just wrote I hate you on every care bear's one and put it in everybody's box, which is the like biggest troll that you could do pre-internet. <laughs> just you're going through. And so I took it personally and I like looked at my friends and it was like, he just said he hates me. And then somebody else, I was like, This guy. <laughs> I'm sure he got in trouble. I'm sure somebody cried. I'm it sure. is so funny to be it's like, so and funny. I hate all of you. <laughs> happy valentine's day i hate your guts <laughs> that is
1: so funny oh man he is he believes a lot of conspiracy theories right now
0: yes here's a good one this one um we got to support this one i was a closeted alcoholic for many years i would smuggle a bottle of vodka with me everywhere i went it was so bad i can't believe the shit i got away with drinking on the job at family get-togethers literally whatever i'm so ashamed and i'm even more grateful to be Two years sober. Which nice is humongous. Love the podcast. You guys rock, and I hope the next one is funny as fuck. Sorry, this one was a downer. Hey. Oh, not a downer. Celebrating two years, man. That's awesome. Happy ending. Congratulations. It's hard to do. It takes guts, but yeah. you're doing it. Two years is a long time. I remember thanks you.
1: I remember thinking something about alcoholism when I saw um. Oh, Rob Delaney and Sharon Horgan's show from the UK called... Catastrophe. Catastrophe, thank you. Yeah. Um, and it's like, uh, and, and, I, and I don't want to, for right. anyone who's not wa- watching it, but there's there's a moment where he is completely holding it together, but also drinking all the time. And then he, right. would, he would eat um, chips. He would eat chips before he came home. So that his breath would smell like onions instead of alcohol. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's yes. so... That's like this guy is like completely holding it together with a family yes. and a job but just drinking all the time and always eating these chips before he gets home. And I was yes. like that is so specific and Rob Delaney and Sharon Horgan are both such amazing writers but I was like that's a that's a type of alcoholism that I've never seen on television. Do you know yeah, what I mean? smart. Yeah. Yeah, it's very smart. It's it's not like I've destroyed my whole life. It's just like no, this is happening and I'm barely holding it together but
0: Yes. Good for yeah. yeah that he Rob Delaney had that one-man show about that, about like that was an amazing up with that show. That's the first time I heard of him before Twitter, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, he his one-man show, I thought at
1: UCB back in the day, I don't know, 10 to 15 years ago. It yeah. was. It starts with him in a car accident. Yes. It it starts with him coming to waking up to, in a car. Yeah. Waking up in a car. Yes. Blood all over him.
0: Yes. Broken he, everything.
1: Yeah. He like drove at sixty miles an hour into a wall. Like yep. it's it's an amazing show. If I wonder if he'll ever put it, put it on Netflix. It was special. pretty impressive. It was really been impressive. Really good about
0: that stuff. So when Twitter first started to hit, when it actually, like people were getting jobs on late night yeah. TV because of it or book deals, like over the course of one night, I had like a couple tweets go very viral thanks to Kristen Shaw and Patton Oswalt and a, real, a bunch of great comedians just went for it. And I got like 30,000 people overnight. And I had people reaching out about book deals. They were like, yeah. you're so funny. You're the next whatever. Come write a book. And then, you know, you, they, you go have a meeting and then you're like, I don't want to do this. Right. You know what's weird is they wanted me to be an expert on something, and I never want to be an expert on anything. That's like I, I just don't trust experts. Interesting. I trust, I've never – they were like, we want you to be like, this is how you party in 2010 or whatever, or like here's uh-huh. the guide to drinking around New York City or mm-hmm. whatever. And I was like, no, nah, that's not me. I just don't like telling people what to do. But one call I got was from this producer, and his name's Chris, and he was a real producer. He had made movies. And he's like, we're putting together a writer's room of Twitter all-stars. <laughs> oh, and Rolling Stone had just named me top 25 tw- Twitter accounts. So, like, uh-huh. people were really reaching out. And I was anonymous. My yeah. account, Marilyn Mudflap, was never, never even said Scotty back then. It just said yeah. that. So, not my photo. Nobody knew who I was. It was perfect. I never should have changed that. But... So they fly me to Los Angeles. It's only my second time here. And it's a bunch of really funny people. Rob Delaney was one of them. But I had never met anybody. We just all followed each other. And they were like, we want to do a show about a bathroom attendant in Washington, D.C. in a high-end hotel restaurant and the things he hears in the stall and then he has to give him like the bathroom attendants that like help you dry your hands and you everybody's always like this is a horrible job i'm so sorry you have to do this i don't have singles anymore because i only carry credit cards or whatever right. it's tough yeah so i'm listening and i'm happy to be out in la and it was cool and and they wanted jason biggs from american pie to be that uh, it, he was in the meeting he was going to be the bathroom attendant wow
1: and how many people did they fly how many how many twitter people did they fly out for there were six of us i don't
0: remember everybody's name eli braden jenny johnson rob delaney and a couple other people that i don't remember um or never met after uh Uh so we're sitting there and i'm silly like i like comedy that goes a little further so they were everybody's like oh this is interesting like maybe there's this political thing or maybe somebody gets caught in a love triangle and i was like well how absurd is this show and they're like what do you mean And I go, well, is there like any magical elements? Is there anything interesting about this space? And the guy, Chris, who's this huge man, like six, five, big dude, is like, what do you mean? like magical i was like i don't know what if there's a hole in the ceiling and every 45 seconds a roll of toilet paper just falls through it and we never know why (laughs) the only person that laughed was rob delaney (laughs) nobody everybody looked at me like i was so insane but that was the first thing that came to my mind i thought it'd be so funny that if if in the rest of the show everything they're talking about just every once in a while just a roll of toilet paper just fell out of a black hole in the ceiling
1: But if it happened regularly, every 45 45 seconds,
0: seconds, and it was never addressed, (laughs) and then
1: it was like the last shot is like him looking into the mirror and like looking and saying something to himself,
0: and in the background, you just see
1: one roll of toilet paper fall, and then you cut to
0: black. Oh, yeah every episode and but all of them were like nodding their heads like okay but rob was the owner so i haven't seen that guy in 10 years probably since that meeting honestly mm-hmm. but if i do see him i'm going to be like do you remember when i said that dumb thing and i was like thank god this guy's here it was it was this close just to being stone faced by the entire room oh that's so funny
1: isn't that oh.
0: funny <laughs> oh here's one more i think this can get us into some stories um and thank you, to all, you're absolved, by the way. All of yeah. the animals that sent stories, you're absolved. Congratulations on your sobriety. Oh, okay. I have one for this. The topic was, I got away with it. Mm-hmm. When I was 16, I had my very first serving job at a cute little family-owned Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. It was the best. They made a family dinner every night after we closed, and all the staff was invited. I absolutely loved it. That does sound great for being 16 years old. Yeah. Amazing. 100%. Amazing. And I'm sure the food was off the hook. I absolutely loved it. But being 16, I absolutely loved drinking and partying with my friends on the weekends even more. It got to the point that if I showed up on a Sunday, everyone was shocked I was there. Anyways, one Saturday, there was a huge house party I wanted to go to. The only problem was I needed to pick up my paycheck, so I had money for booze, of course. This was before the times of direct deposit. I was getting very skilled at excuses for not showing up to work, but I had to think really hard on this one. So I called my boss and I told her I had pink eye and I could not work, but uh, I could be in to pick up my paycheck I covered my eye with Vaseline before I went in, so it looked so gross, nobody wanted to look at it for more than a second, and it totally worked. And we definitely partied very hard that night. I took the Vaseline off. To be 16 again, I don't remember exactly why, but I was fired not long after that. (laughs) I think we know why. I think Uh, so too. I love that though. Just
1: to, to, I've had those feelings so often previously in day jobs of just like, I need to get out of this. How, but I need to go in because I left something at work. Like, how do I get around this? Like that. It's like, of course. Panicked about it. Oh, I just brings me right back to all those feelings. All I remember those once feelings. having I, like we had taken we had taken I hate to say it, but we had taken some acid and I That's fine. Had to call we had done it the night before. It was a Sunday night. I hadn't seen a mm-hmm. good friend in a long time. I was in my twenties. And I I had my day job, my where I fixed computers. And so like seven AM rolls around. I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. there at eight AM. And so I go into and we're in the middle of like lower Manhattan for some. Oh, we walked across the Brooklyn Bridge. That's right. We spent like all night on the bridge. And then we walked across and I was like, I gotta go somewhere that sounds like my bed. And yeah. we're in like, <laughs> <laughs> like Oh hell. And hell. it's it's like fall. So I have a jacket. And so I go into an ATM vestibule, and I have Hank like stand, like put his like stand in front of it. Just yes. and he kind of looks like homeless anyway. So just like, I was just like, just look homeless here. <laughs> and so he like stood so no oh, one could God. come in. And then I put my jacket over my head mm-hmm. and like went into a corner and made it as quiet <laughs> as possible. And I was like, I'm sick. I can't come in. <laughs> but also all while tripping, so it was really all difficult to like pull off. Oh. But. Did it.
0: And then I went surfing on acid and it was fucking amazing. Well, I could see that being a really fun thing to do because it's so much of a flow and it's so, when when you're in your wetsuit and you're floating, it's very open. You don't feel confined at all. Mm -mm. I could see that being a beautiful experience. I just remember the sound, the sound of the water
1: rippling past as I was riding the wave. It was like, boop, 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 boop.
0: Ooh, I really wonder amazing. what people with synesthesia, I wonder what the ocean, the experience uh, of the sea is right? like to those people. Like what is the smell or what is the color? What is the taste? I would be, I'm going to have to Google that. Mm-hmm. For those that don't know, Kurt used to really be in a synesthesia. It's like a topic. Yeah. But it's people <laughs> that can smell and taste like words and sounds, right? Isn't it's that, that the th-
1: idea? It's, it's that their senses are crossed. So oh, it's I like, see when they smell maybe it's a taste or when they see something it's a sound or when they hear something it's a it's a smell
0: a name could be a blur of a cloud of colors
1: in their right right right. when they see numbers it's music that sort of thing
0: that's so fascinating there was a documentary on people with synesthesia because it's extremely rare but i wonder what the ocean i'm gonna have to google that it just depends on on which synesthesia you know it's like which one you have yeah fascinating.
1: Fascinating. Very, if very you have synesthesia, write in. Tell us what it's
0: like. Oh, this is We would be so honored to have a banana with synesthesia. Are you we you kidding think me? It's, uh, we would love to hear all about it. We honor you. We're on your side.
1: Yeah, and that's another mini-sode. We'll be back with more every other Thursday. Thank you, Scotty. Thank you to everyone at Exactly Right. Thank you to Katie Levine, our uh, producer. Thank you to Lisa Maggot, our intern.
0: And we're going to be in Denver, June seventh and eighth. Two shows, two different shows. Come mm-hmm. both nights. Buy tickets. We'd love to see you. We are huge fans of Denver. And if you're listening to this on the main feed, this is June A six year months later. Ago. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. Twenty twenty two. We'll be there. Bing. Banana huzz. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. You can listen, subscribe, and leave us reviews for bananas on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your quality podcasts.
1: And don't forget, you can hear every episode one week early and ad-free, plus bonus episodes, by subscribing to Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Bananas. Bananas! Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit
1: exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.